recent meeting with Meek Mill to discuss prison reform and insinuated that the two were involved in an affair. West also called his mother-in-law, Chris Jenner, Chris Jong-un. The tweets come as concerns for Kanye's health continue to grow. Yeah, so Kanye, it would seem, has gone completely off the rails and talking about how he knows Kim is spying on him and wants a divorce, and she's saying, I don't know what he's talking about, and the whole thing about abortion, I don't know what he's talking about, and they got to be really worried that he's in a dangerous spot with his whole bipolar thing. I am not familiar with, I know nothing about whether or how uh, bipolar disorder turns into psychosis, um, but it sounds like he may be uh, entering a troubling new phase. I sure hope not. He said he believes his wife is trying to lock him up, which she might actually be doing, but well, for different reasons than he thinks. Yeah, yeah, that sounds an awful lot like paranoid schizophrenia. He said he's been trying to divorce Kim Kardashian for two years. Now, maybe he has. What does She's, that mean? She says, no, no, we They live been. in California. It's, it's easier to get divorced than to get an extra large pizza delivered. Hell of a lot more expensive. He has said himself that when he goes through these episodes, he becomes hyper-paranoid about everything. Ah, okay. Wow. A uh, troubled young man. Yeah. Hate to see it. He's got yeah. kids, you know? Yeah. Hey, I just saw a baseball player uh, pitcher with a mask on. Is that going to be a thing? Huh? On the field? It looked like he's on the field. Uh, certain players have been practicing with that in case that becomes a thing. They want to be used to it. I saw Russell hmm. Wilson was actually doing something similar for football stuff. He's He's been working out with a mask on because he doesn't know. Wow, I can't imagine running with a mask on. Wow. Uh, you know, I've heard people say it doesn't really change your the amount of oxygen you get. You don't feel like it does, out. boy. I feel like it I, does. I, I realized I was in a store the other day, and I realized I was feeling like oxygen deprived and the rest of it. It was because I was wearing my glasses, and I was breathing as little as possible so I wouldn't fog up my glasses. <laughs> no, I'm not uh, I'm not in Olympic athlete shape right now. What? Um, but, like, if I've done a little uh, physical activity with a mask on, like walking real fast or whatever, I, I sometimes I have to pull down the mask and get some breaths and yeah, then put it back I'm not saying you're up. wrong. No, I don't know. I don't, I, it doesn't seem possible to me. I mean, I'm, obviously, uh, it depends also, on how thick your mask is. You got the, M, you got the 95, yeah. though, right? Yeah, that, that might be part of it, too. Maybe. Maybe your lungs are wusses. <laughs> Could be. You got wussy lungs. Old soft lungs, they call them. Yeah, yeah. Get some lungs! The... Acting Secretary for Homeland Security, whose name is Wolf. What's his first name? Howlin? That'd be weird. Actually. <laughs> uh, Michael, if you could come up with some Howlin' Wolf, the, the bluesman, uh, that'd be great. Chad Wolf is his name. Um, I wish my name was Chad Wolf. He has <laughs> blasted back. I wish my last name was Wolf. I don't think I'd go with Chad, though. Saw a guy in the street the other day with a Wolf t-shirt on. Yeah. Um, those are popular, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you wear them ironically. I, I had the sense he was not wearing his ironically. It's important if you see somebody wearing Wolf uh, apparel in any way, you remind them that the strength of the Wolf is in the pack, <laughs> but the strength of the pack is in the Wolf. All right. Why do you know these things? I would go with Butch. Butch Wolf. Butch Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'll go with the new air name. Butch Wolf. <laughs> Armstrong and Wolf. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. And I, then the howl. I feel like I need a change. Maybe that's it. So <laughs> the acting secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Mr. Wolf, <laughs> uh, has responded to the utterly dishonest 
and ridiculous claims of the mayor of Portland and the governor of Oregon uh, in in explaining why federal protective services have gone to Oregon and are protecting the federal courthouses. And, you know, it's funny. It's not funny. It's It's odd. It's troubling. The last 24 hours or so, I have found incredibly frustrating taking in news, journalism, alleged journalism, uh, places that used to engage in journalism, in that uh, this question of the the weeks of violence in Portland, the graffiti, the fires, the damage, the fighting, the cops, the rest of it, and then the federal response to it, great constitutional stuff, important question, uh, some of the aspects of it are tricky, might make you uncomfortable as a conservative. Maybe uh, other aspects of it as a liberal, you'd have to admit, yeah, that's too much. It's good stuff. And everybody's lying about it. Everybody in the media is lying about it and leaving out fundamental facts. And I've just, I found that so frustrating in the last 24 hours. It's been a little more difficult than usual to dive into the cesspool that is the news, but um the 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 utterly dishonest mayor wheeler and the, and the governor have been claiming that things were fine until the fed sent in the troops and that ratcheted up the violence well that may be true because there are so many radicals and marxists and nut jobs in portland that the presence of the federal protective services has made them mad on the other hand the idea that you if you do something that is perfectly lawful and it angers the angry mob that that's a bad idea? That's just not true. So anyway, the uh, Wolf said, The city of Portland has been under siege for 47 straight days by a violent mob while local political leaders refuse to restore order to protect their city. Each night, lawless anarchists destroy and desecrate, desecrate property, including the federal courthouse, and attack the brave law enforcement officers protecting it. A federal courthouse is a symbol of justice. To attack it is to attack America. Instead of addressing violent criminals in their communities, local and state leaders are instead focusing on placing blame on law enforcement and requesting requesting fewer officers in their community. This failed response has only emboldened the violent mob as it escalates violence day after day. This siege can end if state and local officials decide to take the appropriate action instead of refusing to enforce the law. DHS will not abdicate its solemn duty to protect federal facilities and those within them. Uh, Again, I reiterate, the department's offer to assist local and state leaders to bring an end to the violence perpetrated by anarchists. And then they go date by date from May 29th, every single day, a list of the, the violent and or destructive acts. Um, around and on federal property. And the idea that they should not protect it because the mayor doesn't want it protected is is forcefully uh, rejected by the acting secretary. A little more on that. David French wrote in the dispatch yesterday, and he is a lawyer, um, and he is, a, he is as anti-Trump as you can get, but he says that Trump is on solid legal ground in terms of sending these people in. Much of the controversy over the Trump administration's deployment of camouflaged federal police to Portland has focused on the deployment's legality and less on its effectiveness. David French thinks that it looked like the protesting was starting to dwindle and that the Trump administration has thrown uh, gasoline on a fading fire. Although, you know, if you're still attacking the federal building, you wait until after they've destroyed it or burned it down or whatever. But anyway, I would like one journalist to ask uh, the mayor or the governor that question. 
Um, But as a legal matter, the Trump administration is on solid legal ground, says David French. Federal law enforcement has the authority to protect federal buildings. It has the authority to enforce federal laws. And under federal law, federal officers do not have to disclose their identity or the identity of their agency. I didn't know that. Indeed, there are times when removing names from officers' uniforms is necessary for their own protection. I would agree so with that's that. That's part of the law. I, I think you probably ought to have to identify what agency you're working with if you detain somebody, though. I'm not comfortable One with that. One would think. Yeah. But the whole, they were ununiformed, secret men in secret cars. No, the guy explained in detail. Look, people are getting our officers' names, doxing them, and threatening them and their families. So we had not take off their name tags. They have their ID numbers on their uniforms. If anything goes wrong, we can we know who's doing it. But we had to protect our officers. And, and given the, the level of anti-police rhetoric right now, and, and listen, the Portland protester people, as we've been trying to tell you, are v- in vast numbers not good, hardworking Americans who want civil rights for people. They are far, far, far left political radicals. Watch some of the videotapes. These people are insane. They want to. T- In fact, they had a big speech the other day. It was well, uh, well received too. And uh, I think we have the tape around here somewhere. But of this woman calling for the dissolution of the United States. Yeah, everybody's cheering. I mean, seriously. Um, Boy, these are strange times. Uh, David French went on to say, and again, he's a Trump hater. He said uh, he's a he's a right winger, but a Trump hater. He said it's but it, he said but it's way too much. To call the federal deployment in Portland an occupation, and this statement from Nancy Pelosi is extraordinarily over the top. I hadn't seen this tweet from Nancy Pelosi. Oh, boy. And David French is right. It is extraordinarily over the top. Nancy Pelosi tweeted out, unidentified stormtroopers, unmarked cars, kidnapping protesters and causing severe injuries in response to graffiti. These are not the actions of a democratic republic. Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. Okay. So even David French, who thought the action was a bad idea, though legal, uh, thought that was over the top. I would say so. Stormtroopers. Well, it's back to the whole Hitler thing. He's Hitler. All right. Just so tiresome. Uh, A couple of things on the the way. The part that makes me insane is there's a huge segment of America that will never hear the alternate point of view. They they say, listen, I, I take in three or four sources of media. And they all agree. So what do you mean I'm not well-rounded? And that just it worries me. Um, what Trump said yesterday at the beginning of the press conference, the first COVID press conference in quite a while, is a little troubling. Uh, guess who's going to, to Mars is a good one. Oh, we got to get into that doxing uh, Tucker Carlson stuff. And we could get into the doxing Tucker Carlson. Was the New York Times trying to reveal where he lives? All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Something I don't like saying about things. Trump yesterday, first press conference on COVID in a long time, and he opened with things are going to get worse before they get better, which got a lot of people's attention because he's sort of a 
relentlessly optimistic sales guy like salespeople are, you know, why not? Why not be optimistic and uh, hope for the best all the time? But uh, him saying it's going to get worse before it gets better, to me, means it's probably going to get pretty bad. If Trump is saying that, yeah. Which sucks. I really thought the worst was behind us. It would certainly be, well, the indications are it's not. Uh, Maybe more on that later. And this is huge. China and the U.S. are reportedly launching separate spacecrafts to Mars within two weeks. There's no way it's a coincidence, by the way, to me, (laughs) that we're sending a a craft to Mars and they are too. Mm -hmm. They want to show, oh yeah, we can do that too. We can do that too. This is so Soviet Union. We're reliving the beginnings. The, the well, we're reliving the Cold War, trying to show that their system is better and woo countries uh, over to their side. Now their effort is fairly weak <clears throat> compared to ours. This is the first time they've done it, and they're going to send a spacecraft that orbits Mars. We're landing on Mars with a helicopter that's going to fly around Mars. Yeah, please orbit Mars. We've landed there. We've driven around. We got helicopters. We'll we'll serve tacos on Mars. <laughs> well, you. Tommy jackasses are still orbiting. They're going to occupy Mars and set up more slave camps on Mars. Wow. Boy, things are tense with the Chinese now. Mm-hmm. Booting them out of their uh, their consulate in Houston. I don't know how many people there are in a consulate, honestly, a Chinese consulate in Houston. But they're burning all their documents and everything. Or give, 500 or 5,000. Or five. Uh, but uh, kicked them out, said you got 48 hours to vacate, commies. So Monday night on Tucker Carlson's show, he ended by saying, look, I don't talk about me. And he hasn't talked about him much. When his when his home, when Antifa was outside his home banging on the door and his wife was actually in the closet dialing 911 as Antifa was trying to break in, he never talked about it on the air, which was interesting. But the end of his show the other night, he said the New York Times is trying to let people know where he lives. Mm-hmm. Then the New York Times came out and said, no, we're not. Uh, let me please quote. The New York Times tweeted, New York Times does not plan to publish Tucker Carlson's residence, which Carlson was aware of before his broadcast tonight. Well, Stephen Miller replied on Twitter, um, Tucker didn't say that, and um, essentially they were going to take photos of his house and his neighborhood and publish them, which it is then Effortless to figure out precisely where he lives. What's their What's their theoretical justification from a journalistic standpoint of showing where he lives? Given the fact that he's had, you know, scary people outside his home already. He had to flee his old house. Yeah, he moved out with his four kids. He said he didn't want to move, but he got regular death threats and things left behind <laughs> at his house and stuff like that. So he actually moved. I would hate that. That would suck. Yeah. But yeah. so, what, why is the New York Times saying that the? I mean, do they have a justification <clears throat> for that? Is it like a house of the stars? Or I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine. It's it's dangerous. It's irresponsible. Like that poor uh, judge who was her son was murdered and her husband shot the other day. You just if somebody who hates you is distributing where you live, it's not going to end well. But so then, um, on Monday night, when Tucker was talking about the various reporters who were working on the story, he mentioned the names of the reporters, including a picture of one of the reporters, and now those reporters have been doxxed by, you know, the sort of people that do this sort of thing online. So their uh, home addresses and stuff are out there online in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this game uh, either direction at all. And well, so the 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 New York Times is saying Tucker put those names out there, knowing what would happen. Ah, uh, point of order, Mister Chairman. What were you doing then? I don't know. I don't know how the whole thing works. 
I don't like it at all. It's ugly that we live in a world where this can happen, but I don't see how it's it's not going to change. It's going to be this way from here on out. Hey, let me hear just a little bit of clip 51, Sean. Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. The last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes, we like our neighbors, we've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. Well, you know why. To hurt us. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's insane. And so then he said at the end of that, how would Murray Carpenter, the reporter on this, and his photographer, Tristan Spinsky, feel if we told you where they live? Well, then people figured out where they lived mm-hmm. and, are, you know, going after them with threats. And they're claiming that the only reason Tucker mentioned the names of those two people is to get them threat. Although, and they, and they, and they claim they were never planning to do that story, although I don't have the slightest idea what's true on that. And how would I know, since I know now, now know the New York Times had a front page story about the Russia investigation that even the FBI investigators said was false. So I, don't, I have no idea what's actually happening in this story. Right. And they how would are I know? More than willing to lie. So. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You keep hearing a lot of wacky, oftentimes probably poorly sourced at best statistics about things that are going on during the COVID crisis. Hmm. And uh, Conan O'Brien pointed some of those out yesterday. There's been a 60% increase in people eating morning lasagna. Check this out. A 550% increase in women named Karen going by their middle name. There's an 80% increase in rooting for the sharks during Shark Week. Hey, 75% increase in board game-related stabbings. A 600% increase in adults overheard yelling, Hope your haircut was worth it, Dad. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I was just uh, reading how the, the states are reporting all the COVID data. So inconsistently, not only one state different from another, but week to week or when Jim's on uh, and when it's Jim's shift, he reports hospitalizations. And then on John's shift, he reports all hospitalizations as COVID-19 accidentally and blah, blah, blah. And how it is almost impossible to get an accurate picture of what's going on. And then you have the the clickonomics of. You know, the media just trots out the scariest, most horrifying thing they possibly can to get you to click. I got to believe the only way Trump would come out yesterday and say things are going to get worse before they get better is that he's got some pretty solid information <clears throat> that says things are going to get worse before they get better. Yeah, uh, well, I suspect so. Yeah, which is freaking troubling. We had a thousand deaths yesterday. First time we hit that round number in a, in a while. They're on the rise on the on the average deaths are on the rise. Uh yeah, it depends where you are. I mean, it varies incredibly widely, region by region, city by city. What would if if this continues on into like fall and winter? What does that look like 
you know, in, in some areas of the country, they've been kind of getting around a few things by doing things outdoors. Mm-hmm. But a lot of places, you can't do anything outdoors when it's raining and snowing and cold. Right. You're not going to be cutting hair or people are going to be eating out there or whatever. Boy, that's a good point. I mean, you got some poor hairstylist in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Can't even get her hands to move to squeeze the scissors trying to give you a haircut and your hair's frozen anyway. Can't work scissors with mittens on? No. Stab you right in the eye. What's going to happen? How would that happen? Trying to operate scissors with mittens. Your control isn't as good. I heard a story the other day, and uh, they didn't have any others. If they'd had a bunch to add to it, it would have really left a mark, but it was only one story of somebody who died in a motorcycle wreck that tested positive for COVID as a corpse, I guess, or had tested positive earlier. I don't know what. (laughs) But anyway, it was listed as a COVID death. Right. But, you know, if you had a bunch of those, you could make a point of what was going on. It was one isolated case. And given the fact that, what is it, 40,000 people die a year from medical mistakes, and you know they aren't doing those on purpose. Right. um, You know, mistakes are going to happen. Sure. Oh, it's like a hundred thousand, isn't it? It's a I mean, huge the numbers number, are astonishing. Yeah, well, and all those people are COVID deaths if they happen to have the vid. Um, just I get a departure for a moment. The headline on Good Morning America is combating colorism. Is that a new term? Colorism. That gal. I'm not sure what ethnicity she is, but. You know, one of the aspects of the whole woke thing that's been so annoying to me is they call everything racism, including when race isn't involved. They just mean bigotry or or, or what have you. And apparently now colorism is a, a term we need to learn. Has me right? read from the uh, article about... Yeah, we already have words for these things. But the words change. Learn them! They change and then... Get and, a dictionary! And the word that was okay is declared racist and uh, Steve... Pinker? Is that what his name Stephen is? Stephen Pinker. He mm-hmm. writes all those books. He's a smart guy. All those books. He, he was just talking about um, Hardy Boys. <laughs> Hardy Boys, Moby Dick, Everybody <laughs> Poops, uh, uh, Agony and Ecstasy. He wrote all of them. All the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. Those right. are Stephen Pinker. The Harry Potter stuff. Pinker. <laughs> so colorism appears to be... Cat in the Hat. Oh, yeah. Pinker. Uh, favoring based on the shades of a skin color within a particular group. Oh, yeah. Actually, I've made uh, that point in the past. I didn't know the term, but there's rampant racism in Mexico, for instance. The light-skinned get everything. I didn't know that until I went to Mexico City on vacation, and I was in a rich part of town, like the business part of town, where people are driving Mercedes and everybody's wearing a suit and carrying a briefcase, stuff like that. All the Mexicans getting into Mercedes with briefcases were very, very light-skinned and stood out from most of the towns that I usually visited in Mexico, whereas everybody was very dark-skinned. And I, that was the first time I became aware of their, 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 their social strata. Yeah, rigid class system there. And the Stephen Pinker thing I was going to mention oh, yeah. is he Sorry. was talking about how language changes and how uh, you know we, we come up with a term and then it gradually becomes the racist term or the unacceptable term, and we deem a new term the... The enlightened, the, the enlightened order, yeah. term that yeah, you know right. you get on the right side of, and, and he gets into some of the reasons for why language changes this way, and you know curse words do that too. Words that were curse words become not curse words, and you come up with new curse words and and stuff like that. It's just it's just the way language evolves. But he went through some of the oh, it was off of the New York Times declaring that they're going to capitalize black when they're talking about black people. Yes, but not the W in white, and how um, colored was the that was the modern. You know, you're a you're a progressive, liberal, caring, inclusive person. 
you use the term colored. Now, right. if you say colored, you're obviously some sort of backwards bigot that if you use that in a tweet, you'd lose your job. But people of color is enlightened. People of color is okay. Colored is not. Colored people is Colored not. people is not. Right. Cool. Oh, Lord. Um, and, and how it went with Negro. Negro for a while was the, you know, that was the enlightened and right thing to say. And mm-hmm. now it is, you, just, you know, you can't say it at all. And now it changes and um, and how it's difficult for society to keep up with it and to know which side of it you're on. And that's That's the perfect example of the oppression of presentism where you judge historical figures or whomever by modern day standards all you woke people the terms you're using right now will be horrifying to the next generation of the woke and you will be crucified for being an awful racist for using the terms you're using right now you snot-nosed little nazis i don't know that all their noses are filled with snot that was unfair the nazi part i stand by hey listen home security you need to have it. You want to have it. Keep the porch pirates away. Make sure nobody you know breaks into your house while you're on vacation. The best system you can get is simply safe. Well, everybody says this is the best. This is the best ice cream. This is the best. This is the best. This is actually the best because U.S. News and World Report did a study of home security systems and they named Simply Safe the best overall home security. And you know one of the reasons is the best home security system is one that's. Not so complicated that you don't ever use it. Right. That's what happens a lot. This one is simple to use. You set it up yourself. Nobody's coming to your home. You're not locked into a long contract. It's about 50 cents a day. And with the 60-day money-back guarantee, you can't go wrong in at least trying it out. So uh, click on simplysafe.com slash Armstrong and get free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee, like Jack said. Simplysafe.com. Slow down, Joe. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So they know we sent you simply as S I M P L I simply safe.com slash Armstrong. So the Chinese have reacted aggressively to us booting them out of their uh, consulate in Houston. They've called it outrageous and said it would react with firm countermeasures. All right. So they're probably going to boot some of our guys out of one of our consulates. Okay. It's funny. They, uh, they take that sort of thing super seriously in diplomatic circles, you know, closing various consulates and office and tit for tat, the rest mm-hmm. of it. Um, fine, go ahead. I think Whatever. sending aircraft you're, carriers is more uh, more provocative. Yeah, you're you're horrifying, human rights denying monsters, China. Go ahead, close our office. Boo hoo. Uh, I wonder where this is going to end and how it's going to end. I think I would have to live to be 375 to have any reasonable idea. And if you think I'm cranky now, picture me as a 350-year-old. Uh, so we'll have to see. But, yeah, the, the uh, tensions are rising even higher with China. Um, so coming up, Sean went golfing. I know he wanted to talk about that particular sport, which uh, matters to a lot of you who are listening right now. One of the few things you can actually do, right? Golf courses are all golf courses open. Uh, virtually all. I don't think any are closed at this point because closing them at all was idiotic from the get-go. How long were they closed? Depends oh, wow. where you are, where, where you some were. Of them were like- oh, in the Bay Area? Months. Wow. The Bay Area, California. San Francisco Bay Area. Months. Wow. I had friends driving hours to play golf with me because that's the only way they could do it. And now when in that state the COVID is way worse, they're open. Yes. So that was clearly a mistake. Because that was idiotic. <laughs> and was on its face in the first 10 seconds I thought about it, as I pointed out on the air. And then they overturned it. 
I do not know why the authorities have not hired me to be their director of common sense. Joe, we've, uh, we're going to allow the, the uh, hairstylist to open again, but we're not going to let him use water. Um, why can't they use water? I don't know, because people get wet. Uh, uh. You're telling me you can't wash hair? Why can't they wash hair? Uh, okay, we'll change that one. I swear to God, it's about that well, logic. Aren't these decisions being made by the county health professional who you know got a or degree in community health, health from yeah. their college, and that's their experience? Have you ever been shampooed? It's soap. The person is applying soap. But you can't do that? Seriously, pull your heads out of your rectums, you people. Well, then you definitely need to soap them. You're you're losing what little faith humanity and your citizens have in you because you're so GD dumb and illogical. You now need your hair washed more than ever. Well, I've broken a sweat. (laughs) You having a good time, Joe? Probably probably ought to go wash my face with soap. (laughs) But a lot of stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I guess it was pretty spirited inside the discussions for both House and uh, Democrat or House Republicans and Senate Republicans yesterday over this new uh, aid package that's likely to be another trillion dollars we spent. Ted Cruz saying, "What the hell are we doing spending another trillion dollars?" For instance, have you heard anybody bring up what's being cut? No, that that's never a thing. That's never a thing. What's being cut are these sheets of paper just rolling off the money machine being printed out. Yeah, new 20s and What he said. Exactly. So anyway, we'll be trying to follow that story, but uh, I don't know where that's going. Sean left his house yesterday, as he uh, as he told us. He rarely does and played golf. Yeah, uh, my friend's done a really good job, particularly of late, of uh, just kind of being a little pebble in my shoe to, hey, let's, <laughs> you know, break break the confines of your, uh, your one-bedroom apartment. Let's go outside. Maybe have some discussions that aren't via text, and uh, he's been dragging me out to, to play golf. He's and, a good man. Yeah, yeah. Great, I like the cut friend. of his jib. Great friend. Um, and uh, went out to uh, a course and uh, played nine holes because, one, that, that's plenty of golf for me. And uh, I've always felt that way. I never thought 18 was the right number. Like, 11, no, I thought seven was the right number for 11 golf. 11 to 12, I think, is what I, what I would consider like a peak round of <laughs> is golf. Is there anybody that does that, Joe? Are there people that like are into a certain number of holes? Uh, just for playing golf other for than nine or eighteen, yeah, no, no, no. It'd, it'd be weird. Partly because you would end probably very far away from the clubhouse. <laughs> I'm done now, and I got to walk a mile back. Right? Yeah, and yeah. they aren't really charging per hole either. Once you right. you can't play fifteen mm. without paying for eighteen. Man, I used to routinely play thirty six holes. Wow, all the time. That's a lot of golf. Uh, part yeah. of it is I am at the skill level where a normal round of 18 holes is probably somewhere close to the total number of shots Joe would take in, I don't know, 30 holes. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Not uh, to mention the frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a big part because, as is the, the point of my story, golf is a cursed game. Sure. I, I don't, it is some combination. I know skill is involved somewhere, but... There is a a much larger impact of uh, what I will call voodoo and witchcraft involved in golf. That I like, you know, I'll, I'll take a swing. What I feel like is the same swing that I've taken hundreds of times, 
and all of a sudden the ball just shoots off at a 45-degree angle. What? What yeah. happened there? And I, I maybe I need to hire a film crew so I can get some instant replay swing analysis going and figure out what I did wrong. And that, but, uh, that actually does help. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it would, yeah. I uh, I actually take lessons occasionally from a guy who's... Who, who, you still ex- take lessons oh, as much as you play? Of course, yeah. Oh, wow. Tiger Woods takes lessons. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he has a couple, I believe a couple of former Major League Baseball players who are his uh, students as well. And they are astounded at how hard it is. And he tells them, look, if your club face is one degree open on a, you know, X hundred yard shot, you know, whatever, you're going to miss your target by 25 yards. One degree. Hard game. Humbling. I've often said when I was 12 years old, I was sitting in my room. I was trying to decide, should I become a golfer or a heroin addict? (laughs) And I made the wrong choice. I made the more expensive and unhealthy choice. I was just trying to think, what's the worst shot I've ever made? I've had, I've had, I've had a couple of times I've had a shot where it hit something and it ends up behind me. Okay. <laughs> so I actually would have been That's pretty bad. I actually would have been much better off had I not swung at all. I've, I've hit more than one house in one of those developments that the houses are awfully close to the yeah. golf course. That's a bad feeling. I don't um, know the physics of a tree, but it seems like it's mostly air and leaves. Yet somehow, if my ball right. gets anywhere close to a tree, yeah. it just gets snatched and dropped directly at the base of the trunk. <laughs> Those are the evil monkeys that inhabit every tree on every golf course. Stupid game. Evil, invisible monkeys. Have you ever had a shot sail into a, like the, the parking lot area and you hear the unmistakable sound of a golf ball on a car? How about <laughs> on a major thoroughfare next to the golf course? Yeah, I think I've done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I, I'm pretty sure I broke a windshield once. Oof. Yeah. And that's not good. I was not proud of that. I've never hit any human with my golf ball. I have been hit at least half a dozen times. And it hurts. Oh, it hurts yeah. every bit as much as you think it It's might. amazing more people aren't really damaged by that. Yeah, I had a friend who was almost killed about uh, four or five months ago. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. And some of the public Terrible. courses that are essentially just runways going back and forth against oh, each other, you're, right. you're in a crossfire of amateur golfers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Balls flying everywhere. I hate <laughs> golf courses like that. People from three holes over hitting on your fairway. <laughs> they just take a drop, man. <laughs> Oh, high school golf tournaments when I played in high school. There's just so many people out there, and and, and half of us are terrible. There's golf balls going everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on those those uh, runway-type courses, those back-and-forth courses. Yeah, God, it's a wonder more people don't die. <laughs> yeah, well, humble game. It's amazing, though, how you can hit a couple of good shots in a roll, and you're feeling pretty good, and then and then just like it's a, you know, a, a right angle from where you are. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think you'd have to work to do that. Right. You'd think you'd have to like, you'd, it's like a trick shot to be able to get to go completely sideways. Right. You could stand on a driving lane range for four hours trying to hit that shot and not be able to pull it off. <laughs> or, you know, I, I haven't done this in, in probably 40 years, but people who just, they're playing a pretty good round of golf, and then they just whiff. They just miss the ball. <laughs> Right. I've been there, yeah. except for the pretty good round of golf part. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, it's a humbling game, but it's 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 fascinating. It's a puzzle. I love golf. <laughs> it, I won't bore you. The the whiff thing is like um, it's like you um, try to just play it off as a practice swing. Uh, yeah, you can. That's it's cheating, but of course, if it's a friendly game, nobody cares. But uh, yeah, that's it's a bad feeling. Like, uh, how often will you whiff? Because you're a good golfer. It, it would have to be. 
extraordinary. I mean, and Rarely. I'm not bragging so, or anything. No, no, no. That's oh, not, no, that's no, not the point. Essentially never. Okay, so you never do. No, I mean, it would have to be the ball is waist high on a steep hill, and I'm on my knees because I can't take a stance, and I have to use one hand. But not in a regular shop. You're no, not going. never. How never. Uh, Do people that are good golfers, uh, do they ever, uh, like, top the ball and it dribbles off a few feet? Oh, Does yeah. that happen? Or, or one expression. <laughs> That's my, I'd rather whiff than do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather whiff than the dribble it off the tee and it just goes like, Oh, I, that happens a fair amount. Or my favorite one, something I do, and you know, I'm I'm a single digit handicap for you know people who know anything about golf, but um, I'll lay the sod over it, as they say. You hit, you know, three inches behind it oh. and take up a, a piece of turf the size of a keeper trout. <laughs> I don't know how and, does that really happen. It's only the earth that pro- propels the ball forward. <laughs> that will happen occasionally. It's just amazing. It's it's similar to me of when you you get in your car every single day, day after day after day, and then one day you get in and you just whack your head on the side. <laughs> and it's like how how I yeah. get in the same car every day? How did I hit my head? It's the same thing with golf. I just hit fifty shots in a row. How did I now just completely? missed the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we had time, I would get into my carefully developed study of blood alcohol level and golf skill mm. and its uh, correlation and, and non-correlation, but we don't have time for that. The key is there's a sweet spot. <laughs> Short of that sweet spot, you're too tight. Past that sweet spot, you're too, uh, too again, loose. Be careful. <laughs> you're going to hurt somebody. Stand behind me. Yeah, exactly. Armstrong and Getty.